Let's talk about sex. Yeah, you heard me right. Here on the dark side, we're starting a little series about the evil of the O. Now y'all know what I mean by that, right? In this limited series, we'll include many topics related to the world of sex and specifically the dark side of it. From consenting adult relations to the world of sex trafficking to those who find themselves trapped inside the world of porn addiction, strip clubs, sex clubs, habitual sex addicts, prostitution, and even to the point of becoming a serial cheater, and so much more. But this episode's going to be brief tonight. It's just an overview as we'll explore the consenting adult relationships and how we as human animals live our lives in a constant search for the next release. No matter where that almost never-ending search may lead us. For those who prefer to listen to just the audio version of this episode, your favorite podcast forum, or our website, tdsothc.com, or if you're already listening to the audio version and you'd love to see the video version that's going along with it, head over to our YouTube channel and enjoy the show. Also, a side note, this episode, like most of my content, is for adults only. So if you have a little one around, you might, you know, you might want to have them leave the, the room, leave the area. Okay, you're back. So my Dark Side crew, welcome back to the Dark Side of the Human Condition. As always, I'm Freya, and I'm your hostess here with the mostest. And if you're new here, we're glad you found us, and welcome. Here on the Dark Side, we dive deep into the abyss in each episode, and it's my hope that here you're going to find some answers to many questions relating to that shadow side of our lives, what it is, and how we can learn to incorporate it in our lives on a level that we can not only understand it, acknowledge it, even use these experiences in constructive ways to enhance our lives going forward. Please remember this material is not meant for everyone, so if you're not a critical thinker, easily triggered when someone speaks of things you don't agree with, now's the time to go find your crew elsewhere, or stay, and maybe learn some new perspectives. The choice is always yours. For our like-minded peeps, I invite you to find your crew at our home at tdsothc.com or wherever you get your podcast fix on as we are everywhere. And as always, for more info on sponsorship and possibly to be a guest on future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. So visit our site, drop us a love note. Let's explore together and find some of the elusive answers to some of our many dark human conditions and concerns. And just a quick note that the graphics will not necessarily coincide with the narration as they just are for your feeling pleasure. So with that, grab your favorite bevy, sit back, relax, and enjoy the view. Let's dive in. In previous generations, sex was largely a taboo subject, only discussed behind closed doors, and never referred to in the company of others. 
as our grandparents would have never contemplated sex before marriage, men were the masculine and women were the feminine, and each acted accordingly with respect and courtesy. But today's generation, though, we've become desensitized to graphic sexual indoctrinations. Today, sex is everywhere. Magazines, TV, radio ads, billboards, social media, and yes, this video. It's been used to sell everything from cars to cosmetics, vacations in the sun to plastic surgeries, and on and on. Although constantly evolving through social standards and intense media pressure, the very nature of our sexual behavior in human relationships has undergone major transformation. And yet, it still remains a contentious subject. No matter how sexually liberal we feel we've become over the past few decades. Bottom line here is sex within our current society has changed forever. It's no longer necessary to be in a committed relationship to have a sexual partner or partners, if that's your thing. The concept of friends with benefits among those who don't have the time or energy to wine and dine a prospective partner is you could just call or text your particular friend late at night for a few hours of benefits, cutting right to the chase. No real investment other than a ready, willing, and able body no small talk is required. Just pull up, as they say. Do the deed and move on. Sex is no longer a sacred experience. But on a larger cultural scale, most of us can freely express our sexuality without unanimous judgment from society as a whole. As sexuality is a primal state of being for all living beings on this earth, that's true. But for humans, it's a way of experiencing and giving pleasure to ourselves and to others. It has the potential to be very powerful and yes, a positive force that deepens intimate connections between those involved. Just as it can be a source of great pain and suffering when used in a self-centered and destructive manner. So what is the O? And why do I refer to it as evil? Simply put, it's a euphoric physical reaction to mental and physical surrounding stimuli. You know, an orgasm. I have named this series, I feel appropriately, as the evil of the O because I have pondered this topic literally for years as to the reasons why some people have taken one of the best possible physical and mental experiences and used and abused it in numerous debaucherous ways to satisfy some seriously deep and twisted sexual desires. What I mean by that will become very apparent in upcoming episodes in the series. As always, it's not for me to judge what gets someone off, but there are limits to what is ethical, legal, and downright perverted by many standards. So for now, let me continue with the orgasm and its most natural 
expressions in that we are currently living in the mindset that everything and everyone is disposable, replaceable, and not worthy of respect, kindness, and courtesy. What happened to that? When we treat others the way we may not understand at the time, but we actually cause our own pain and suffering as well as another person's. And then we decide yet another relationship has gone bad, so we move on to the next victim. And the person we've hurt moves on to the next abuser. So the vicious cycle continues. For me personally, I am of the Buddhist mindset where I believe we as a human family are subjected to our actions, be it towards ourselves or another person. I believe that what we do, what we put out there eventually affects everyone on a universal level. Ever hear that term, we're all one, or we're in this together? It is the truth. Just look at what's going on in the world today and you can see we're all affected by the dirty deeds of a few. For now. I believe that what we put out into the universe eventually makes its way back home to the original sender. So be it for good or evil, our karma eventually returns home. There's no escaping it. Ever. So be mindful in our actions and yes, even our thoughts, as they have a way of manifesting into reality. You know that thing where they say where you're energy goes manifestation flows something like that anyway it's true in all human history of sexual experiences we humans have battled with one form of sexual repression or another at some point in our lives and sometimes it is exactly what tends to make sex so naughty and fun that exciting thrill every time you do something you aren't supposed to do, right? That adrenaline rush of doing something that feels so rebellious, realizing that rules are not concrete, sometimes made to be broken, especially those things that limit our freedom. I'm all about that. It's about creating experiences in this limited time here on Earth. It's the joy of lovers sneaking away from an all-seeing eye that hovers enigmatically over their shared escapade. It's that secret affair that can leave us with a lifetime of erotic memories long after the affair has ended. Think of all the movies and literature that we've experienced of the unrequited love that lasts in our hearts and minds of those so afflicted. Or it may be that secret crush that never really evolved in the physical world but keeps us up late at night imagining all the possibilities of what if? Been there myself, but I don't name names, right? Those moments that we can't forget, the ones that make us feel truly alive 
It may be a one night stand, a weekend stand, or a new and exciting relation, as those experiences can be exciting for a time, bringing different expectations and euphoric states of mind and body. Say you've been together for a long time and things have become sort of stale and nothing new to see here, right? So going through the motions may come into play. It's at the exact point when you need to put in that effort you did in the beginning in order to keep the fire burning. But sadly though, this is the moment some people either step outside the relationship and cheat or they just dip out altogether seeking yet another future unsuccessful relationship because they haven't learned that the issue is most likely them and that they have given up on themselves and their partner or they may have expected their partner to do everything fix everything you know that kind of thing and not one person can do it all nor should they those who know me well, they know I'm a major music lover and all day, every day, all night, every night, like music all the time, right? It's like, I don't know if I had to pick a, a theme song for my life, I'm not sure, but where relationships come into play, uh, there's an artist that I follow for several years and her name is Alina Baraz, B-A-R-A-Z. And this one song she does really resonates with me to my core where the topic of love is concerned. The song is called Make You Feel. And there's a line in the song that's completely mind-blowing. And you really have to listen to it like to really get it, right? She says, and I quote, Even let you undress my mind. Say it, watch it, play it, and press rewind. Breathe. Breathe me in. Taste my words. Let me blow your mind. I'll take you far, far away. I'll make you feel alright. You've got to crave it and chase it until you're close enough to taste it. I can give you what you need. That's deep, right? <laughs> that is like so deep. I mean, that is just like the whole thing right there. Great song. Highly recommend that artist. Actually, all of her music touches my soul, to be honest. And that, my friends, is what we ultimately seek in a lover for life, in my opinion. And we keep trying to find that, right? And we get really close, really close, really close to it. And then we let life take over. Stuff like that, you know, and then we just forget about our partner. Ask yourself, when was the last time that someone made you feel like that, like those words, right? Someone who completely envelops your soul and your entire being. And if you're not with them still, why not? Think about that. Our relationships only fail because we allow it to die. Sometimes they slow an agonizing death instead of putting in the effortless effort because I think relationships should more or less be effortless if it's too much work and it's always some drama it's like yeah that's not for you 
Not for me, not for anybody, right? So put in that effortless effort to make your partner feel like they are the jewel that you once treated them as. Just my opinion. But I digress. Some orgasms are purely physical, while others may involve, you know, subjective and psychological aspects. Feelings of intimacy may enhance orgasms with a partner, and conversely, orgasms can enhance intimacy. Sex triggers a release of oxytocin. It's a hormone which fosters a bonding and trust. Makes me think about all those women out there that say they can't ever have an orgasm. Hmm, interesting, right? Research suggests that higher oxytocin levels not only brings a partner closer together, but that it also makes individuals less likely to cheat. Sometimes. Then there's the pillow talk. Love the pillow talk, right? That has been found to enhance a a couple's intimate connection. As we tend to say positive things to each other and disclose more about ourselves after sex. Now sometimes, if the sex was so good and has left you completely exhausted, that pillow talk may be brief and some good sleep may be in order. So just go with the flow, of course, right? That sometimes no words need be expressed. That's my opinion. There's an influential uh, relationship researchers, uh, a couple, John and Julie Gottman. It's a report I was reading of theirs that said in their study of thousands of couples, they found that the couples who have the best sex lives are the most passionate. They say, I love you every day. And they mean it. They kiss one another passionately for no reason at all. They give compliments. They give surprise romantic gifts. They continue to have dates well into the relationship. I think that's important. I agree with that one as well, as people should continue to court their partner, even if they've been together a very long time. I used to know this older couple when I was like 17 and I was a cashier at a department store and her name was Portia and God, I can't remember his name. I want to say it was Jonathan, but I was 17 and they had to be well into their late 70s, early 80s and they were beautiful. They just looked like they fit so well together. They were classy. They were elegant. They were beautiful, beautiful souls, beautiful people. And you could just tell when they looked at each other. There was so much love, you know. And at 17, I noticed this and I said, wow. When I grow up and get involved, that's what I want right there. You know, he would hold her hand. He was so gentle with her. He was like a gentleman. He was like true class, right? And she was adored and she adored him. I mean, just the whole thing. Their vibe was amazing. I looked forward to them coming in 
once every other week or so when they would come in but that right there I said if I can't have that I don't want any of it so just something to think about right there right so anyway the Gottmans right they go on to say that the couples also reported that they cuddle often that's important that physical touch right and they have PDA those public displays of affection in other words the couples who are the most sexually satisfied are those that stay in touch with each other in and out of the bedroom I'd have to agree with them 100% as I feel that um, where many relationships start to turn south is when we take those moments for granted we lose the daily intimate connections we then start to question yet another failed relationship how did we get here again simple answer you put your relationship on the back burner that's how stop doing that so let's take a deeper look at sexual pleasures and desires and the challenges of our daily influences on our sexuality and intimate relationships enthusiastic consent can for all intents and purposes allow for the expression of desire intimacy vulnerability and yes power that power can be abused when we abuse take for granted or allow our partner or partners to use and abuse us either physically emotionally and yes spiritually as some people look at their sexual escapades as a form of a religious practice even and sometimes those expressions can be quite demonic in nature brings to mind an experience I had with someone where I had caught a glimpse of my partner in the bedroom mirror during an intimate moment the candlelit was dim and I swear he looked like a demon in my mirror freaked me out <laughs> You see, I've always had a thing for mirrors, and I believe they can show a person's true nature. That moment freaked me out so much that I literally ended my emotional connection to the relationship that very night. And it wasn't too soon afterwards that I ended the whole relationship. After doing some serious contemplation, though, and reflection on the situation, I know I did the right thing for both of us. I believe that, too, is what our culture has lost the art of doing. Taking time out after an experience with a partner, you know, when it's ended. Reflect, you know. We choose to believe sometimes that it was all their fault and forget the fact that no one is perfect. There's always more than one person involved. It takes two, right? As the song says. There's that music again, right? <laughs> so we need to reflect on what did work and what didn't work. And, you know, what we'll accept and not accept going forward, you know, from our relationships. And, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, sexual all the time. I'm just saying in general, you know, what you allow continues. So they tell me, you know. 
Sadly though, too few will do this and the cycle continues. A really good friend of mine said to me once that the act of sex with your partner goes beyond just having an encounter with them, but it's actually much deeper than that. No pun intended, I swear, right? But it's more so for the female I'm speaking of here in that the man is actually piercing her physical body as well as her soul. And that if that person is or has an evil essence or intentions, it can literally affect your, you know, your physical being, your spiritual being, and not in a good way. I believe her, my friend. She knows what she was talking about. Like they say, be very careful, careful, you know, like who you give your body to. Because going back to what I believe to be my personal demon encounter, as I look back now, my physical and mental experience was starting to become very drained over time. And I didn't really pay attention to it at the time, but I saw gradual changes. I didn't like that, but I ignored them. Now I see it all too clearly in that I believe this person was at the very least a narcissist. In fact, I'm positive of that. I took psychology in college. That was my major. So I think I know what I'm talking about with that one. Unfortunately, you don't always see it in the beginning, right? But looking back, you're like, yeah, that was one. Anyway, I think that person was draining me of my life force and my essence on every level. So again, be careful who you share your body and your mind with. And not only your body and your mind, but your time, your space, your deepest thoughts, and of course, any past transgressions, as some would surely use them against you, given an opportunity. Before we get to the relationship, sometimes we find ourselves involved in casual relationships or the friends with benefits. You know, that situation for a while and those encounters can take on many forms of physical and mental transformations the longer we participate in such activities. And if that's where you're at at this stage of your life, there's nothing wrong with that, of course. Um, you know, that's how we learn what we want, what we don't want, that kind of thing. I think there's a need for it at certain times in our lives because that's our culture now, you know, Tinder and all that crap, right? But that usually doesn't last for too long as someone always winds up catching those feelings. Guilty. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, and from what I know about it, it's never usually at the same time. So just be careful to guard your heart in those situations and have fun. So sex as we understand it is as primal as the dawn of man, that's true. But what do we know about the psychological effects of those casual encounters? Well, according to Rob Whitley, he's a doctor, PhD. He's also an assistant professor in the Department of Psychiatry at McGill University. And he's a research scientist at Douglas Hospital Research Center. He wrote an article 
and he recently shared it with Psychology Today, and I'd like to share it with you so that we can have a better understanding of the effects of casual sex from his perspective. Whitley says that the COVID-19 pandemic has caused lockdowns across the world, cutting off opportunities for socializing with others. While hard data is not readily available, this lockdown likely led to a massive decrease in promiscuity and casual sex. Now that the lockdowns are easing, social venues are being, you know, beginning to open. Singles are once again starting to mingle. This will undoubtedly increase opportunities for the casual sexual encounters. He goes on to say that, however, the long period of home confinement will have given many people pause for thought about their lifestyles, including their sex lives. For some, this may have led to rethinking of sexual priorities, while for others, this extended period of involuntary celibacy cannot end quickly enough. And I actually concur with both of those thoughts, actually. (laughs) Interestingly, the research literature on the mental health consequences of casual sex is inconclusive. For example, One large-scale U.S. study found that young adults partaking in casual sexual encounters had similar levels of psychological well-being to those in committed relationships. So it's not all bad, right? But in contrast, other studies indicate that casual sex is associated with worse mental health. So here we go. And in another large U.S. study found that people engaging in casual sex reported decreased well-being, self-esteem, and life satisfaction, as well as increased psychological distress and depression symptoms. Interestingly, this study found no difference between men and women, through um, though other research indicates that men are more likely to report that casual sex is a positive emotional experience than women. Imagine that, right? I'd say that's probably related to the male primordial need to spread their seed as far and wide as possible, given the short lifespan that man had back in the prehistoric times, right? So to shed further light on these issues, he recently completed a research study, Dr. Whitley, that involved in-depth interviews with dozens of men who had engaged in regular casual sex to understand the impact on mental health and emotional well-being. He found that these interviews revealed a complex picture He explains, to be sure, many men reported hedonistic enjoyment of casual sex. However, a large number of men also reported that a promiscuous lifestyle was damaging to their mental health and their soul. And many felt better after ceasing such activity. Who are those guys, right? Interestingly, the concept of the soul was used by several study participants who similarly started uh, stated that casual sex damaged their soul. Moreover, some noted that 
promiscuity could feel almost dangerously addictive. Interfering with important functions in activities in their life, such as employment and education. In my opinion, that's where the term sex addict, you know, may have evolved from. You see, it's not only men who have fallen prey to their animal desires and completely screw up their lives, but many women have followed the same path to self-destruction and sometimes complete annihilation to the point of no return. That's where that evil comes in, the evil of the O, you know? Gotta have it, gotta have it, don't care what I lose, gotta have it. Then they lose everything and they're like, why? Why did this happen? Another concept that emerged from the study was emptiness, with participants reflecting that regular casual sex led to an existential emptiness. Again, this was an unpleasant subjective experience, prompting some men to change their lifestyles. Whitley claimed that in a free society, it is fundamental right to enjoy a sexual lifestyle of one's own choosing within limits of the law. As lockdowns continue to abate, more and more people will be looking to rekindle their sex lives, including casual sex, one night stands, friends with benefits. For some people, this will be harmless fun and enjoyable recreational activity. But for some, research indicates that a promiscuous lifestyle can be detrimental to mental health. Casual sex, although fun for the most part, can have a damaging dark side and may come at a psychological cost. This should give us pause for thought. End of his um, article. So it would seem that sexuality is something we cannot deny. Everything eventually revolves around sex. I mean, Look at how many advertisements in one day that we are exposed to sex, right? Buy this car and women will flock to you, or this big house. Buy this perfume, men will drop to their knees in front of you. Wear this hot dress and and on and on and on. You get the point. We're all here for the most part as a result of a man and a woman engaging in sex in one form or another. To try and deny this fact, I believe, it is essentially resisting our own physical existence. And yet, the human race has spent an immense amount of time and energy merely tolerating it. We have long confined it to a specific context, allowing it under strict cultural, religious, and spiritual terms. It is something that most of us deeply desire and at the same time have resisted on many levels for numerous reasons. Possibly the most interesting paradox of human nature. It's true that sex has and will always be a force to be reckoned with. The minds of the human species. It's way too important for our survival too powerful of a source of pleasure and human connection. A means to explore humanity and too useful a way to show someone you love or 
simply desire them. It's a way of staying connected and continuing the human race and society as a whole. And when all of that is said and done, we must continue to communicate our needs, our desires, and yet keep our sexuality a sacred space. I'm not here to judge anyone, nor tell anyone what they should consider a healthy sex life, of course. But there are sides to our sexuality that can become deviant, disturbing, and yes, detrimental, not only to ourselves, but to others as well. If we allow a world to evolve where anything goes and must be accepted no matter what an ethical society would demand, who's to say that we as a species will continue to survive, right? I believe that there are lines that we have crossed, and these lines have had disastrous effects on society for sure. So who's to blame? How do we rein in those who choose to use sex as a weapon, as a form of power and control over others, as a form of degradation to our society? I believe we've gone too far off course by allowing society to express their certain and undeniable deviant behaviors out in the eyes of the public. Demanding that we accept any and everything that a small group of people believe should be accepted by all. Really? The sexual revolution of our parents' generation, the 60s and 70s, was what I believe was the beginning of the end in that people have lost their decency, their self-respect, their dignity, and quite honestly, their minds. I look at everything that has transpired in just the last year and a half under the current administration and it feels like we're living in bizarro world. Up is down, down is up. Right is wrong, wrong is right. Y'all know the craziness I'm talking about. I don't feel the need to spell it out today, but in upcoming episodes in the series, we will go deeper into those issues and seek to find some relevant answers as there is one thing we can say for sure. Sex is natural and a vital part of life. And it's not going away anytime soon. As long as we continue the conversations about it, we may actually begin to understand how it relates to our soul survival. And we can forge a deeper spiritual connection within our human family. Relationships in general do not have to be complicated or hard. That's not why we're here. I believe when we let our egos take over, and we stop giving a damn about others' needs and desires, I believe that's when we get lost. We get frustrated, disappointed. Disappointed in our partners, with ourselves. And then we continue the cycle of catch and release, catch and release, you know? We all have our ideas of what that perfect partner is about. And dream about, you know, the day I meet Mr. Right, Mrs. Right, whatever. 
but rarely do we get the opportunity to be with the person of our dreams. But if we actually make an effort to do these things that we would do with that perfect partner, why not do it with the one you're with? (laughs) Again, another song just popped in my head. Love the one you're with, right? And love them right. Maybe, just maybe, if we do those things with the people that we're with now that we say that we love and care about and everything, we'd have a lot more successes than failures in relationship in the relationship paradigm. Maybe. So for today, I said I will be brief. It turned out to be longer than I expected, but that's what happens when you go off on some rant, right? Um, so much more to break down in coming episodes. But in the meantime, let's get to my favorite part of the show. You know, I can't end it without that. The quote of the day. And this one is a little longer, unfortunately, but it's so worth it. I recently started reading some of her work and um, I like it. And the quote of the day. Tell me what a man finds sexually attractive, and I will tell you his entire philosophy of life. Show me the woman he sleeps with, and I will tell you his valuation of himself. He will always be attracted to the woman who reflects his deepest vision of himself, the woman whose surrender permits him to experience or to fake a sense of self-esteem. The man who is proudly certain of his own value will want the highest type of woman he can find. The woman he admires, the strongest, the hardest to conquer, because only the possession of a heroine will give him the sense of achievement. He does not seek to gain his value but to express it. There is no conflict between the standards of his mind and the desires of his body by Ayn Rand. She nailed it, right? (laughs) This is something I've believed even before I read her words. As I said, I've recently started reading some of her work. But I feel that men and women, whether they are aware of it or not, will choose partners that will reflect their subconscious idea of who they are and where they may be mentally at any given time in their lives. Something to ponder, yes? So as we come to the end of our show today, I hope that I've enticed your mind just a little bit. Maybe you're asking yourself a few new questions and found a few answers to some. Love to hear your thoughts as to what you may have received from today's show. What dark areas you'd like to explore on the future episodes. And I look forward to diving deep into many more topics with you and dissecting many more fascinating human experiences. For more info and to contact the show or to drop us a love note, please check us out at tdsothc.com. And if you like what we're bringing you, consider supporting the show on patreon.com forward slash, you know the rest, tdsothc.com. And as always, remember to hit that subscribe button on your way out so you'll get notified and never miss an episode. And remember, if today has you feeling anxious, confused, and triggered, even a little bit weary, take a moment right now to quiet your mind. Just breathe. Let go of all your distractions and embrace your mindfulness. Focus intentions. 
on what you really want. Clarify, let go of that which no longer serves you. Remember your determination is your power and your peace to realize your true purpose as these brief but mindful moments can allow a new path to arise. So till next time, walk in the light on the dark side, right here where your vibe attracts your tribe.